0: mindset might be the kind of thing that you overlay with your thinking mind. It doesn't compare to the deep understanding that being able to alternate through these different levels of consciousness can bring to you. Hi, I'm Terry Schauer, and you're listening to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. Hey, real estate fans, welcome to this week's episode of the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. Today, I want to take a little bit of time to delineate for you an issue that is pretty close to my heart and that I love to talk about. And I realize that I've actually never done um, a solo episode on my own show that explains this. I've had the opportunity to guest on a bunch of other people's shows to talk about the difference between mindfulness and mindset, but I've never done my own solo episode about this topic. So I wanted to um, do that for you guys this week. So in our industry, there's a lot of talk about mindset. Any coaching program you go to, um, pretty much any seminars, uh, any podcasts you listen to, any gurus you talk to, any, you know, people who've done personal development in this field will all talk to you about mindset. Now, I prefer mindfulness, and I want to explain to you what the difference is between working on your mindset and working on your mindfulness. So when we talk about mindset, um, we're talking more about something that's on the level of conscious thought so that would be something like positive affirmations it's the 4am morning routine that uh, while i don't want to knock it i uh, assure all of you i am not at the gym at 4am i am not doing positive affirmations in the mirror i am in my bed sleeping <laughs> so for all of those mind mindset uh, fans who have a you know a morning routine that kind of goes into the package of what i would consider to be mindset Now I don't want to knock that. I think it's super important to have you know specific practices that you have in your life, structuring your time, uh, affirmations maybe that you do, things that you do with your conscious mind. I think there's a value to this but I think that very often it's not clear to people what the difference is between mindset and mindfulness. So we've just addressed mindset. What is mindfulness? Now, mindfulness is using your consciousness in a way that supports whatever it is that you're trying to do. So your consciousness just really quickly has three different levels. So we have the level of the thinking mind, which I like to compare a bit to the car radio. Your thinking mind is constantly chattering. There's always a soundtrack going on. You can't stop the soundtrack. But you can choose like a radio that's always on whether or not you want to tune into it. And, you know, I have a little kid at home. I know that sometimes uh, I can't make him be quiet, but my mom brain can sort of tune out a little bit from what he's saying in order to maybe get something else done at the same time. And your thinking mind operates in exactly the same way. That voice, that inner voice is always going to be talking to you. But you you have a decision to make and you have a choice in terms of how much you identify with that thinking, how seriously you take it. The next level of consciousness is emotions. And emotions, I like to compare, there's a lot of car um, <laughs> analogies in what I'm about to say, but I like to compare emotions a little bit to either you know the weather that might be going out on outside or lights on the dashboard in your car. And so emotions are really what will color, like sunglasses that you put on, um how you are disposed towards what's going on in your life and you know i like to give the analogy of if you're taking a drive or if you're going to go for a jog it can be a sunny outside it can be snowy it can be raining it can be a thunderstorm there can be all kinds of different weather systems going on but ultimately if you are focused on a particular journey you're trying to make either it's you're going for a run or you're going to go from a to b You have to watch out for the weather systems, but you don't necessarily have to make your decisions around them. And, you know, your emotions are just the same. If I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling angry, if I'm feeling fearful, can I still go for a run? Absolutely. Can I still uh, act on my real estate goals or work on my personal development or do whatever is going to support the direction that I want to take? My emotions don't necessarily need to support that. If I understand them as weather systems or as lights on the dashboard. And if you want to understand this in a little bit more depth, we can talk about fear, which is the quintessential dashboard light. So us as real estate investors, as people who are interested in personal growth, you know, everybody knows that to grow, you have to sometimes get out of your comfort zone. And that can be scary. And it can be scary, you know, maybe socially, if you're putting yourself in situations where you're uncomfortable, it can be scary financially, If you have to, you know, take risks on deals or put yourself in situations that you're uncomfortable with, there's going to be some fear associated to that. And that emotion is like a dashboard light going on. That light was evolved into us in the way that there were a tiger in the grass or a lion in the grass when we were animals, you know, just barely not monkeys on the savanna. And so our fear system, our fight or flight mechanism, developed to protect us from some of those stimulus that maybe there is a lion in the grass, or maybe it's just a rustling of the wind. But our fear system kicks in the minute any threat appears on the horizon. And so just like the dashboard light. And sometimes the dashboard light means you have to pull over and check engine, but sometimes it means that there's like some sensor that's not well calibrated and you can continue your drive as you previously expected without necessarily changing course as a result of that. And this is where fear is super tricky because we have to kind of parse out like, okay, I'm having a fear response right now. What am I reacting to? Is there a lion in the grass or is the grass just rustling? And I need to kind of make that decision in order to be critical of my emotional reactions and then be able to outwit them. Enjoying the episode so far? Have you really been listening to the episode or has your monkey mind been taking you off in one direction or another? Our mental habits can be our biggest assets or our biggest liabilities as we pursue certain goals. For me, the biggest performance gains have always come from training my mind. In my book, Mindful Landlord, I talk about how you can train your mind and how you can apply some of these strategies to your journey in the real estate field. The book is available on Amazon and also on its website, MindfulLandlord.com. Now, I'll stop evangelizing for the power of mental training and let you get back to the show. Now, you know, sadness, um, anger, well, anger and fear are a little bit like flip sides, right? Like they're both part of the fight or flight response. The anger response is going to be more the fighting side. The fear is going to be more the flight side. And so like fear is one of the easiest systems to manipulate with mindfulness practice. And so, you know, your fear level is just basically like the, your your physical arousal. And so the physiological fear reaction will be things like, um, you know, the adrenaline dump feeling, your pupils dilate so that you can see better, um, your body prepares itself to be able to do more physical activity, you have your blood vessels that dilate in order to send more uh, blood to your muscles. So there's this whole sort of you know, your your heart rate accelerates, your breathing accelerates. There, So there are all these things that prepare you for that to respond to that fear stimulus. And if you want to learn to amp that down, you're going to be able to, by making, you know, physically calming things, either it could be controlling your breathing, it could be, uh, you know, kind of learning to take control of some of those fear, physiological fear responses, you're going to actually be begin to be able to lower your emotional response to that um so that's like kind of a little bit more of a complicated a complex question but in terms of you know the three levels of consciousness we have on the top level our thinking mind underneath that we have our emotional responses to which we can develop ways of dealing with them and then underneath that we have this thing called the watcher and as you develop a mindfulness practice be it through meditation or even just understanding how your consciousness operates, you're able to identify more and more with this thing called the watcher. Now that's when people talk about being in the now or being fully present. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about identifying with that kernel inside you that is pure presence with that consciousness that is watching. And this is basically with a function of meditation or any other mindfulness practice is to Allow you at will to identify yourself with the watcher as opposed to the other levels of consciousness So the thinking mind and the emotions now if you're not immediately seeing the huge utility of this Let me kind of connect the dots for you because like one of the ways in which people get off track with their goals where they self-sabotage is they identify or take too seriously the other mental operations that are always running? You can't stop your emotions, you can't stop your thoughts, but you don't have to be those things. And you know, one of the I think Eckhart Tolle, who's uh, the guy, the author of um, The Power of Now, so who talks a lot about this becoming pure presence, is to get out of your thinking mind and to interrupt this natural process that we have of thinking that I'm my thoughts. I am not my thoughts. I am not my emotions. I am the watcher. I am the pure consciousness that sits underneath that. And this is why developing a mindfulness practice is really so powerful and can just transform everything that you do. Because while mindset might be the kind of thing that you overlay with your thinking mind, it doesn't compare to the deep understanding that being able to alternate through these different levels of consciousness can bring to you. And that has application in the real estate field as it does, you know, for me, obviously I had a a sports career in which this was super useful. Um, But pretty much anything that you're gonna undertake in your life that's gonna be a growth situation where you need to get a handle on your emotions, you need to stay on track with goals and proceed despite perhaps negative self-talk or rushing thoughts or proceed despite uh you're just not feeling it right and like that's ultimately like your emotional reactions whether it's sadness anger fear uh these negative emotions will put us into a state where we're not in the optimal state of consciousness to be acting and pursuing our goals and so how do we despite the bad weather, despite the talking radio, stay on track with the things that we've committed to. And, you know, in my opinion, mindfulness is just such an incredible tool to, you know, optimize what it is that you're doing and make sure that you stay on track with what it is that you're trying to achieve. So for all you real estate fans out there, the next time someone gets up on stage and talks to you about mindset, 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 think to yourself, mindful, mindful, mindful. And just be aware that those are two different things and both of them have their own utility. And I would highly recommend learning more about the process of mindfulness as a methodology, which doesn't require you to meditate. I know there's a lot of people who the minute they have to sit on a cushion and think of nothing, it's like they get an allergic reaction. Um, but just you know, understanding the nuts and bolts of how your mind actually works is incredibly powerful. So even if you only pick up a book and uh, I'll drop a couple of those into the a couple of recommendations into the show notes. Obviously my own book, Mindful Landlord is a good place to start. There's also a great author called Dan Millman who wrote Way of the Peaceful Warrior, who can help you, you know, understand this mindfulness aspect a little bit more. Um, but the degree to which you're able to just method, like from a methodology point of view, understand what that is, it's going to give you so much more perspective and distance from the way your mind is running. Even if you never spend a minute meditating. And then of course, if you're interested in starting a meditation practice, it's something that I recommend very highly because it's going to give you the increased power to be able to spend more time in the now where you have power over everything that is happening as opposed to being involved in your emotions. So real estate fans, thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to me as always. If you found this useful, hit the like button subscribe, share this with a friend who you think could benefit from seeing it and tune in next week for another episode of the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, remember to give us a rating, leave a comment, subscribe and share. You can find Terry at terryshower.com. Her book, Mindful Landlord is available on Amazon. You can also follow her on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. JP is the president of the Real Estate Investors Club. You can learn more about the club's networking and educational activities on Facebook by searching for Real Estate Investors Club. Look to the show notes to find information on our guests and links to material mentioned in the episode.